0: I would like to invite you to grab your Bibles. Meet me in Psalm 115, verse verse 14. Let's open up today by receiving the holy tithes and offerings and bringing them into the storehouse of God with joy and thanksgiving in our hearts. Praise the Lord! I'm so happy that you're here today. You know, I I I pray for all of our online church members, our ministry partners, uh, friends of the ministry, and it's such a blessing to be able to pray for you and to feel God's power going out to you. I was just overwhelmed the other night praying for you as I was uh, in my place of prayer, and God began to touch my heart deeply for all of our online church members, our ministry partners, and I felt such agape love of God for each and every one of you, and I'm so thankful for you And I know that together, when we complete our journey in this earth, on this life uh, down here, that I believe we're going to have a great reward waiting for us because we're working together to do all we can to take the gospel, the eternal life message of Jesus Christ to the whole world. And we're, we're going to do it together. We are doing it together, sharing in the rewards together as we go. Now, verse 14, listen to this. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May the Lord give you increase more and more. Now, in the Hebrew, the word increase is the word yasaf, and it means, it means to exceed, to add to, and in certain contexts, it also means to increase in wealth. This is the increase of God that God is able to add to your life. See, it's your tithes and offerings that you bring to the Lord that shows to the Lord your cooperation with him. And as you bring them into the storehouse of God, God releases his anointing for increase upon your life. And if he said, I'll increase you, you know, we would be like, that's great. We receive it, we take it, we're happy for these promises, we take them by faith. But God didn't stop there. He said, I increase you more. And more. And I I think you really see the nature, the giving, the loving nature of God when you see that he always pours on extra, extra mercy, extra grace, extra love. He really is into the overflow. So to be in the overflow of increase, you need to first be in the flow. And the flow comes out of tithes and offerings. And that Anointing that flow of increase begins to touch your life because you're working God's eternal principles. You know, you see this also over in the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 24. It says, there is one who scatters, yet increases more. Well, from a natural perspective, you would think that if you're scattering or sowing seed, that you are diminishing what you have. You're, you're actually giving out, so you're going to be left with less. Well, it may look like that in the natural, but what happens is you tap into the principles of God. There is one who scatters. So you're tithing, you're sowing seed, yet that person increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Pastor Stephen, I I can't afford the tithe, but I can afford to buy some cigarettes. I can't afford the tithe, but I can I can afford to buy a lottery ticket. And then if I win the lottery, then I'll give God something. Well, that's deception. If you won't give something to the Lord now, you you won't do something later. If you will not give a dollar, you're certainly not going to give a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. My friends, you must learn that if you scatter, you sow the seed. You. Honor the Lord and bring the tithe, then there will be increase in your life. Well, how does God give it? He gives the increase more and more. And really, we're going to talk along the line today about God's plan for increase for your life. And I want you to be increasing in every facet of your calling, everything that God has plan for you that's an assignment for your life there needs to be growth there needs to be increase and your finances are important because you need finances to fulfill the assignment that God has for you that's why he wants you to have that increase and he wants he wants you to be growing and expanding so that you can you can do what he's called you to do hallelujah praise God i believe that Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. I I believe in the great commission. I really, I really do. I believe that needs to be something that's always at the core at what we do. If we want to prosper, we want to prosper in essence so that we can help the gospel to be preached because really, we really do love people. We do not want people to go to hell and perish and die in their sins, And even if they do, we want them to have had the opportunity to have heard. We want to give as many people as possible the opportunity to know there is a choice where you can receive eternal life. Now, what they do with that choice is up to them. And of course, we will pray for them and hope and pray that many will receive Christ. And we know that many will. But we want to make make the message known as greatly as possible. Look. There's a lot of Christian programming. There's Christian television, Christian satellite, uh, Christian books. But when you look at this from a global platform of reaching billions and billions of people, we need more networks. We need, we need more Christian programs. We need more Christian radio stations. We need more satellite broadcast we need more books, we need, we need much, much more, which is why we need to be increased more and more, because this is the greatest work on the face of the earth, taking the gospel to the lost. Now, it's also very important that the gospel be presented the fullness of the good news to those who are also in the body of the Christ from the perspective of knowing there's fullness, See, the word shalom is the word peace, and it means nothing missing, nothing broken. And there's many believers that need to hear what we could call the full gospel. In other words, there's forgiveness of sins, there's eternal life, but there's so much more that you can have, that you can enjoy by knowing. God's word and walking in the knowledge of God. So it's so important that we teach and minister to the body of Christ. Don't take for granted the knowledge that you have. There are people sitting in churches today all over America, all around the world who don't know some of the amazing things that, you know, they have no idea that God wants to heal their bodies. They have, no, they have no concept that God's actually interested in their finances being blessed. They don't know. The minister ministering to them uh, doesn't know. So you have been entrusted with a lot. And here at this ministry, God has given us revelation of his word, and we need to feed the hungry with the bread of life praise God reach the lost and build up God's church praise the Lord so thank you for your tithes and offerings because I believe that as you sow the seed that uh, you're going to see increase just continually in your life I'm talking every area of your life your finances increase increase more and more yes this is this is a increase mentality it's a biblical mentality Praise the Lord! I tell you what, you read the Bible; it will change your thinking, and you'll start to think like guess who? You'll start to think like God! Wow, wow, that's that's pretty heavy duty thinking like God. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! God has your increase on His mind. Honor the Lord; your tithes and offerings, all your cooperation with God, with heaven with his plan for your increase. Father, as your people bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse, bless them with increase more and more. Let your anointing of increase touch them with tangible proofs, with valid evidences of this anointing of increase upon their lives. This week, this month, and throughout this year, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. I tell you what, be looking for it because that anointing is touching you as you're giving right now. If you're mailing in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, PO Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, zip code 28117. Those of you that like the convenience of giving by credit card transaction, please visit the homepage of our ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link right there on the homepage called Tides and Offerings, Sow and Reap, and you can bring them in safely, securely, anytime, day or night. They come right into the storehouse. Praise God. Hallelujah. You are walking in the increase of God. Have a mindset of God's increase working in your life. Yes, and believe it in your finances. Believe it in your finances. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, before we jump into today's message, let me um, share a few announcements. The first announcement is regarding the 40-day prayer challenge. Pastor Stephen, when's it going to be completed? And so uh, the date of the completion is... Officially, February the 17th. Oh, we're getting close. Aren't you happy in the Holy Spirit today? Some of you are wiping your eyes because you're maybe a little bit tired because you've been hanging in there and you maybe feel feel a little fatigue in your body. You catch a little nap here and there, but you are still hanging in there. So uh, today being Sunday, February the 4th, uh, and you're still hanging in here, it's officially day number uh, 27. Tomorrow will be the 28th day as we continue on. Our final 40th day will be Saturday, February the 17th. And again, this is a 40 day prayer challenge. The challenge includes three points. Uh, one, giving the Lord a tithe of your time. That's in uh, that and that's in prayer. Uh, tithe of your day It's two hours and 24 minutes. Okay. The second key element that you have to do along with giving God a tithe of your time is that you have to have it in before seven o'clock in the morning. And the third requirement is that you must do it 40 days straight. Okay. So, uh, at the conclusion on February 17th, if you are one of the people that has made it the entire 40 day journey without one miss, without one miss, then what I will do Just a few days after that, I'll come before you like I normally do on live stream and on uh, YouTube, and I'll greet you with a message. And you can just watch the message. I'll tell you what to do. And it's basically something that uh, really is on the honor system. I'll just basically say, hey, if you did it, Uh, email me and I will email you back with a telephone number and a pin code. And you can join me at a certain date and a certain time, uh, on a conference call in which I will speak a blessing over your life. So, so it's really an honor system. And, uh, if you've done it, you did it and you could email me, uh, when I tell you to, and then I'll email you back with that information, but let's just wait till we finished it. And then I'll give that to you. Now, uh, sometimes I get other questions by email pastor Steven uh I was on day uh I was on day 17 and I missed uh what should I do pastor Stephen? I was on day 12 and I I slipped I overslept I missed uh can I still can I still get in on the on the conference call <laughs> Well, think about this. If you're running a marathon, remember a, mar- a marathon's 26.2 miles. If you're running a marathon, that's kind of what this is like. You know, 40 days is a long time. It, uh, it, it really is. But if you're running a marathon, which is 26.2 miles, what happens if you drop out after mile 12, regardless of what the reason was? Maybe you had an ache in your knee. Maybe you tripped. Maybe you lost a shoe. Who knows? All kinds of things could happen. But for whatever reason, you didn't cross the finish line. Did you actually finish a marathon? No, you didn't. So what should you do? Well, you'd have to start all over again. Pastor Stephen, what if I get to uh, day 39 and I don't make it? Well, you, you didn't make it. You know, if, if if you cross the finish line, you cross the finish line. If you don't, we don't have any participation medals. I think today our American culture particularly has lost a certain respect for earning things. And, uh, it seems like now everybody wants a free handout, but you know what? It doesn't work like that in the business world. If you win the contract, you win. But if you don't win the contract, uh, you didn't close the deal. Well, you're not going to get anything for it. Well, that's not fair. Pastor Stephen. that's life. It's same, same with the Olympics. Well, I, I believe pastor Stephen, that all those runners should get like a participation medal. no. Only three people are going to get medals. It's called gold, silver, bronze. And if you don't make it in the top three, you don't get anything. Well, what, what, about, what about all that work we put into it? Well, that's great. But if you didn't get on the, the uh, trophy stand, uh, uh, you know what, it's, uh, you, you didn't make it. So my friends, don't be discouraged. Remember the main thing, the whole purpose really for this uh, is to try to establish in you prayer as a lifestyle early morning prayer as a lifestyle praise the Lord glory to God so if you didn't make it just get encouraged and start back up again hallelujah it's not like God's mad at you or anything there's no condemnation this is just something to challenge you but you need a challenge you need a goal or else you'll never go for it And you need to be part of a team because you're thinking, I want to get up because the others are getting up. And I want to pray because the others are praying. Uh, And so there's motivation, there's inspiration. And so, you know, if something happened and you didn't, you didn't make it, you can't complete it. Well, just, you know, start again. Like I've told people, just start again the next day. Now you're not, you're not going to make that 40 day period. uh, That, that of that cycle that we're on. But, oh, we got, we got plenty of time uh, for all kinds of things in the future. So don't worry about it. Just get your early morning prayer life established. By the way, if you're still hanging in there, and, uh, you know, today uh, would be day 27, you're probably starting to notice this is really, really rich living in God I tell you what it really starts to do something you know what you know what the greatest motivator is in your life to pray it might surprise you uh it doesn't matter where you live on the planet it doesn't matter uh your your factors the circumstances in your life it all comes down to this the greatest motivator in your life to pray is before i tell you what it is let me let me ask you a question and we can answer it through the question What is the greatest thing that motivates you with weight loss? Let's say you're trying to lose weight and you're really doing all that you can to lose weight. What is the greatest motivator? It's stepping on the scale after a week of dieting, after a week of trying to eat the right foods and not eat the wrong foods, after a week of trying to exercise. It's stepping on the scale, looking down at the scale and seeing that you lost five pounds. Seven pounds, three pounds. And when you see that, something comes on the inside of you that says, My goodness, it's working. And when you see results, okay, that's the greatest motivator. When you see results, you're like, Man, I'm not letting up. I'm going to push this. I mean, this thing's working. And so success and results are the greatest motivator to keep on going and so when you're when you're getting up early and you're praying and you suddenly start to see the light breaking through things starting to get and I'm talking requests starting to get answered you're like oh my goodness it's working God's hearing my prayers And the last thing you want to do is say, well, that was a nice experiment. I enjoyed it for doing that for a few days, and I'm out now. No, you're like, man, I'm not coming out of this ever. Why would I stop doing something that's producing so much good? Why would I let off of something that's working so well? So for those of you that are still in this, and you're hanging tough, and you plan on being on that conference call, and you plan on crossing 40 days, you're probably starting to taste some of the fruits of answered prayer, and it is quite invigorating. You're just like, wow, God's answering my prayers. This is awesome, and so that, that's what begins to happen. Now, that's why you begin to say, you know what, I think this is more than just a 40-day thing. This is something I want to make a lifestyle out of Ooh, just something to think about when you're having the results why stop <laughs> right when it's something's working so good you well that you know it's just up to you to decide praise the lord okay so that's the scoop on the 40-day prayer challenge we wrap it up on february the 17th of course when we cross the finish line doesn't mean that you you know that you don't have to uh doesn't mean that you have to stop you could keep on this is just something to motivate you that's why if you've missed just jump right back in there because that's the main thing that's the main thing establishing a strong prayer life strong walk with God I think there's a missing element in evangelical Christianity that is the that's the elephant in the room that nobody talks about I I'm trying to get towards my message, but I just I just feel led out of the Spirit just to share some things to help you. And the, the missing element, I think, today in the body of Christ really is that we tell the lost, come to Christ, he'll save you. And Jesus most certainly will. And we tell them, He'll wash your sins away and he'll make you brand new, and he most certainly will. And you'll receive eternal life, and you most certainly will when you come to Christ and put your faith and trust in him. But then when you come to Christ and you become a believer, it's like we don't really disciple the the believers. And they are left trying to figure out what to do. And without establishing a prayer life, you will flounder through your Christian journey, suffering defeats needlessly. And much of it can be attributed to just, you never get roots put down and pray. And when you don't really pray, it's hard to understand the guidance and the leading of the Holy spirit. But if you just begin to pray, uh, things begin to come alive. Uh, the life of God, the plan of God begins to unfold, but without prayer, it's a struggle. Oh, is it a struggle? Wow. Praise God. So, uh, to really get people to pray, It's uh, it's miraculous. I'm talking about the people of God, to get God's people to pray and stop all the busyness and stop all the activity and stop all the excuses for why we can't do it, just ministers should, to really get people to pray is one of the most successful things for you to have your own vibrant personal life, where not just in public, but in private, you know you're getting the victory. Wow, That's that's gold, brothers and sisters. Wow, that's really the meat and potatoes of the Christian walk. Mm, mm, mm. Glory, glory to God. All right, we're going to jump into the message in just a moment. I'm just kind of bouncing around, touching some things today by the Holy Spirit. Get up early and pray. Hallelujah. Now, we have coming up our Best of Israel Tour 2018. The dates... May the 20th through the 30th. I want you to join me and Pastor Kelly on this remarkable journey to the Holy Land. And you know what? To make it easy, all you have to do is call the 800 number. They can help you get registered over the phone. And, you know, you could go online and you could uh, you could sign up. This full brochure with the registration form is available online. But if you want to make it easy, just call the 800 number because they can help you with your connecting flight. Because we're going to fly out of New York to Tel Aviv. So, you know, if you live in a different city, they'll help you make your connecting flight to, to New York and so forth. But it's very, very simple. Just give them a call. The number 1-800-929-4684 you're going to select option two and just tell them that you want to go on the Israel tour with Pastor Stephen and Kelly Brooks. Dates are the May 20th through the 30th. And so we're getting close. So it's time to register, get signed up and get, uh, get ready to go. Praise God, because it's going to be a glorious trip. I want to see you there. Hallelujah. Now today, let's talk about fearless faith. Let's go to Colossians chapter one. Colossians chapter 1, we're having a good time in the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to go down to verse 10. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that your Spirit, your Holy Spirit would quicken the scriptures, which are your eternal word, that he would make them alive to us. And that we can take them and be hearers and doers of your word. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Verse 10, we find ourselves right in the middle of a very powerful prayer that you can pray for yourself, that you can pray for others. And I want you to see something in this prayer that will really help you. Verse 10. The prayer is that you can ask God that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing, increasing. There's a theme today by the Holy Spirit of increasing. God wants you to be increasing in the knowledge of him. Okay, so that's Paul's prayer for the church in Colossae, that they be increasing in the knowledge of God. God wants you to be increasing in the knowledge of Him and asking for that. Come before the Lord. Father, I'm here and I'm asking that you help me to increase in the knowledge of you. Lord, there's a lot about you that I don't know that I want to know. There's a lot of about your kingdom, the ways that you operate that I don't know, but I want to know. Lord increase me in the knowledge of you see anytime there is an area in your life that you can identify that you are consistently suffering defeat the reason you're suffering defeat in that area despite your best efforts is because there's something about the knowledge of God that you don't know and Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says it says, my people perish. This is the Lord speaking. My people perish for lack of knowledge. And can you imagine the grief of God? God's saying, my own people are perishing because of what they don't know. They're perishing because of lack of knowledge. So, If you're having a difficulty in an area, it has to do with something that you don't know that you need to know. Therefore, you can pray in your prayer life. Oh, God, increase me in the knowledge of you. I want to know everything. That you want me to know pertaining to your plan, your will for my life, my career, anything. Lord, help me. And if you see areas that are tough areas in your life, Lord, I need your knowledge in these areas. How do I deal with this? Lord, help me with this. Show me what to do. Help me, oh God. I, I don't know. And see, that, that also presents to the Lord humility and your need for him, and the Lord likes that. People that stand back and say, I'll get it figured out, you know, I, 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 can, I can work my way through this, that's arrogance, that's the pride of man, and of course, such people uh, find that 10 years later, they still haven't worked it out, they still haven't got it figured out, because it's withheld from them because God reveals it to those who are humble and who are also hungry. Praise God. We are to be increasing in the knowledge of God. There is, there's an anointing for increase, whether it's knowledge, whether it's prosperity, whether it's effectiveness, whether it's impact, there is to be an anointing of God's increase on our lives. Can you say yes today? Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I want to show this to you from Luke chapter 17, the Gospel of Luke, knowing that there is a plan of God for increase in every area of your life. Let's look at Luke chapter 17 and take a look at the mechanics of it, of where it originates from. And how it can go out from that main primary source. Luke chapter 17, verse 5 And the apostles said to the Lord, Now look, look what they said, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. The million dollar question, right? Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord gives an answer that seems like it's something that's a completely different topic that he's speaking about but he's not he's actually giving them the answer of how to increase their faith so the question Lord increase our faith in other words lay your hands on us Lord and just let a lightning bolt come and touch us and then we're ready to go we're finally ready to believe now but it it doesn't work like that it it would be kind of nice if it did that would be very simple and very quick but It doesn't work like that. Pastor Stephen, I want you to pray for me that I have faith. Well, uh, it doesn't work like that either. Look what the Lord said. Uh, The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Okay, Pastor Stephen, so I don't get it. They're asking for their faith to be increased, and now the Lord starts talking about a mulberry tree. I mean, wh- uh, how do we interpret this? And how do we extract from this something that will help us to increase our faith? Okay, so let's see if we can answer this question by asking a question. How do you increase your muscles well pastor Stephen okay that doesn't have anything to do with faith but since you're asking uh, I guess that we would increase our muscles by using them ah it works the same way as faith does and that's exactly what he just told them he basically told them you need to use your faith because you already have faith no I don't pastor Stephen. I don't have faith look for you to tell me that you don't have faith It's just as silly for you to tell me that you don't have any muscles. Now, I'm not saying that you look like a pro bodybuilder, okay? And a lot of that, of course, we know is genetically enhanced. Uh, Excuse me, uh, drug enhanced. Maybe good genetics, but a lot of drugs piled on top of it. But nevertheless, still, just natural, as they call natural bodybuilding, natural strength training. You can make some crazy gains, and you can completely transform your physique from a male perspective, because males have a lot more testosterone. So that's a lot of muscle building uh, potential right there. But my friends, this is is really interesting. Your faith works the same way your muscles do. Your muscles may be small, but you still have just as many muscles as anybody else does. Your faith may be small, but you still have faith just like everybody else does. So what you need to do is use it. That's why the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, something that's small, doesn't look like it's very big doesn't look like, like it's very strong but if you just use it if you'll just exercise it and use it okay you can say to this mulberry tree be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you well I don't know about that pastor Stephen well you never will know if you don't try you have to work it you have to constantly be exercising and using your faith so really the way that you increase your faith is simply by using it And if you will use it, you will find that it actually does work. And then things can get very, very exciting. By the way, your faith is supposed to be always increasing. God has designed you with faith on the inside of you to be in a place where your faith can always, always increase. You know, if you, if you go back in, in, uh, neurological science just 30 years ago, the science of the brain, the textbooks and the professors, at least the majority of them, 90% said that the brain, the human brain has a limited capacity, kind of like a computer with a hard drive. And it's only got so much storage and it can only hold so much data and information. And once you pack it out, you packed it out, and that's you don't have any more capacity to learn. You don't have any more capacity to go any uh, in. You know, in other words, you can't teach a new dog an old, an old dog new tricks. We have found out, of course, which is what the Bible teaches all the time, that you you can continually learn and learn and learn and learn. They have found out that your human brain, just from natural studies, has enough capacity storage and expansive ability for you to learn ongoing new stuff for at least the next 3 million years that that's just from a natural perspective that your brain has enough room here in this area right here to be learning and learning and learning and learning and never get filled up and learning and learning and never never uh, max out the capacity but just learn and expand and expand for the next Three million years. Praise the Lord. And now there's the science behind that. Praise God. And an old dog can learn new tricks if you help work with the understanding. And, and understand that, first of all, yes, there can be change. There can be increase. Your faith is designed to be always increasing. And the Lord told them that in verse six. So sometimes you have to change it up a little bit when you feel like your faith has stagnated or hit a plateau uh, that can happen with athletes where they they get stuck uh, maybe you've uh, heard the expression I've plateaued it can happen with professional golfers it can happen with pro uh, baseball players and they're like how do I get out of those, this this plateau where I I'm not making gains my strength levels are not going up anymore see your body your body is uh very adept at adapting. And if you don't change your training routine, your body will begin to adjust to your workouts and you will maintain, but you'll also get stuck on a plateau. So what you have to do, you know, sometimes in strength training, uh guys that are real strong in bench press will say they've Plateaued on their bench. Uh, Maybe they're stuck on 500 pounds, which is a nice place to be stuck at, but they can't move past it. Okay, so they have to go back into the planning. uh, of their training routine and think okay I need to put less emphasis now on chest more emphasis on triceps more emphasis on incline instead of flat bench and let's do some decline as well and begin to re-stimulate the muscles from different angles and from different areas of attack and you do that you'll start to realize okay now we're starting to grow again but you don't want to just do the same thing over and over and over some core things you do But you've got to bring variety into it or else you're going to get onto a plateau. Same way with your faith. Don't get hung up on a plateau. What's the cure for that, Pastor Stephen? You need to go reach further. Well, I'm happy where I'm at. Well, that's good. But if you plateau, you you can't go on. You want to go on. You want to go on because God's got more for you. God has more for you. Reach into new dimensions. Use your faith. That's why God gave it to you. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm happy that I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven. That's great. And you are saved and you are on your way to heaven. But you can use your faith for a whole lot more than just uh being born again, although that's the greatest thing. But there's more. There's so much more. Don't leave all this good stuff on the table just sitting there. Partake by faith. Of the things that God says rightfully belongs to you. How about this one? How much money did you make last year? When the year concluded and you did your taxes and you look back and you see, this is how much my income was in the previous year. Are you going to, are you going to run that again? Are you going to stay stuck on a plateau? Well, I, I know that you might get a raise and your company may give you a raise so that you keep up with you know, uh, you know the cost of inflation and things like that—the cost of living. But I'm, I'm not just talking about keeping pace with inflation. I'm talking about going into new realms that that are that are great leaps forward. Praise God! Where you go to the next level of faith, where you get off that plateau and you go higher. Hallelujah! Glory to God! That's what your faith is for. Not just to stay stuck in these uh, plateaus and just little, little bitty stuff. No, your faith is the increase. By the way, since we're talking about that, about, you know, increasing your annual income, whether you're self-employed, whether you're employed at, at a company, you still need to understand the overall picture. And let me see if I can say it like this. It's not God who's determining what your annual income is. It's you and your faith level. Okay, so, so now I've got your attention, <laughs> right? Because a lot of people think, well, this is the level that God is blessing me at, and if God wants me to have more, then He'll give me more. But it's, it's not like God's up in Heaven saying, this person is allocated to a $32,000 job hour, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, year income. Uh, you know, it'd be a nice hourly wage, right? 32000 But it's not like God's saying, this person, uh, I allocate him into a $32,000 a year job, and this person over here, I want to teach them... I want to teach them a lesson. So I'm going to keep them locked in poverty. So it doesn't matter what they do. They're going to make $14,000 a year. But over here, I just really like this person and this person. I, I, I'm going to touch them in a special way and they're going to make $18 million this year. And I'm just going to set everybody's salary. I'm going to push all the buttons, no matter what they try or no matter what they want. I'm, I'm going to determine what everybody makes. No, God doesn't do that. You determine, you determine what your income is. That's why you need to be using your faith, because the ball's in your court. Remember, Jesus said, according to your faith. Oh, not not God pushing buttons. Not not God up there in some kind of machine punching in all kinds of numbers for everybody, and you can't do anything about it. No, Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. You really do need to believe that this year, you're going to have the greatest year financially that you've ever had. And you need to believe that because it is according to your faith. And if you believe that, God can bless your employer uh, in, in ways where bonuses and, and, and special things happen to you, uh, even outside of your job. I mean, God's certainly not limited to your job. He'll work through your job. But he, if, if you use your faith, He'll bring the increase. But you need to use your faith. Hallelujah. That's what He gave it to you for glory to God believe God that this year will be the most financially successful year that you've ever had since you've been on this planet better than any other year in the history that you've been on this earth praise God this is going to be a breakthrough year for you you're not staying stuck on any old plateaus you are going into new levels praise God hallelujah and so move past any financial plateau Increase, increase, increase in your knowledge of God. Increase, increase in every area that that God has called you to walk in. You know, pray, ask, seek, knock. Oh, God, I'm coming before you. Bring your mighty increase. Hallelujah. Declare, decree that this is your year of breaking through into new levels for the glory of God. As we are on this journey of faith, really a journey of fearless faith, I want to show you a scripture that will help you. This is in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 17, and go down to verse 32. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Him, of course, would be Goliath. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine. You'll have a lot of people that'll tell you you can't do it, but they don't know your faith. And it's according to your faith in God, not according to what your brother-in-law thinks, not according to your grandmother's sage wisdom, not not according to all of this stuff. No, 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 no. Your faith in God will work for you and will take you to the next level. I know sometimes people have good intentions. They're trying to say something not to detract you or to hold you back, but they just don't know the mighty power of God's Word working in the life of a person who actually believes it. So sometimes you must go on knowing that this journey sometimes can be a little bit lonely, but nevertheless, others will be encouraged when they see the mighty outcome of your faith. So Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. My friends, you're on a journey. It's a journey that you can take of fearless faith where you go from glory to glory. You go from a level of strength to a new level of strength. You go from a level of faith to a greater level of faith. This is the journey that God has called every believer to. It is the journey of ever increasing faith. And you need to get off old plateaus and not be satisfied with what God did yesteryear or yesterday. And I like what God has done yesteryear, but God's got greater things for you in the time that is here now and in the days to come. And you don't need to look back. You need to look forward. We need to look back with, with inspiration, but we need to look forward because the greater things are here now. Even Solomon with all of his great wealth didn't have heating and cooling in his house, in his palace well, in in Jerusalem it was hot in the summer and cold in the winter. And he couldn't even go over to a thermostat on a wall and set the temperature. He didn't have any of that. Had a lot of gold, had a lot of silver, but didn't have the ability to take a hot shower. You do. What God has now is better. The glory is greater. When Solomon got hungry, he couldn't get on the phone and order a pizza. And have it delivered to his room. He didn't have that. He didn't have a large screen TV. And you've got elements of wealth that are beyond anything Solomon ever experienced. My friends, go forward into new glory. Go forward into new dimensions. Solomon couldn't get on an airplane and fly to the other side of the world. You can do such things. Wow. Praise God. Your faith is a journey. Going from faith to to a higher level of faith each accomplishment increasing in glory hallelujah i think I, I i think that some of you need to be real careful that in this hour that you're walking in even this week that you're living in that you don't miss opportunities to get off your plateau you don't miss an opportunity to to go to the next level because, uh, you know, you're just not using your faith. Be very, very, very careful. Remember, when the lion came to to take a lamb out of the flock that David's watching, David never heard a voice that said, thus saith the Lord, go kill that lion. No, it's an opportunity can we say forced upon him? It's an opportunity dropped into his lap. And it's, a, it's the response of a person who lives by faith. Hey, that lamb is under my authority and my responsibility. You're not taking it. And there's the pursuit. And there's the battle. There's the engagement. Praise the Lord. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I don't know. I just don't know. Because, Pastor Stephen, this would involve a fight, Yes, Paul told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Get up close to that lion where you can smell his breath, where you can feel his strength and grab him and deliver what belongs to you. Don't let the devil take your stuff. That was phase number one for David. Glory to God. Phase number one. But then there's phase number two. Phase number two. The bear, a greater strength a greater force. I mean, how did David kill these animals? I mean, uh, if you hit the thing over the head with a club, all it's going to do is make it mad and angrier. And so the lion has claws, and the lion has has ability, yes, strength, and he's, he has he has speed, but a bear, new level, more strength, brute force, power, and yet he took the he took the sheep. The little lamb out of the mouth of the bear and these animals turned on him they're hungry they're angry and they attacked him and now look you get up close to these animals your senses are heightened you can smell them you smell what a bear smells like and you feel that strength and David killed them killed both of them wow and God never told him to do it and this is what a lot of people do Pastor Stephen that's not my responsibility that's my father's sheep and you know really if he wants if he wants these sheep protected he he needs to give me some uh something better to protect them with no you have enough you have what it takes you have faith now go use it when the opportunity presents itself i don't like a fight just jump in there look it's like football sometimes you watch the super bowl you watch these big uh events both teams are hyped both teams are amped up and they're nervous and you you see the quarterbacks they come out on each opposing team and they're a little jittery and a little nervous because the whole world's watching but after a big hit and they're laying on that grass with their back uh, and they're looking up uh, after that big hit after getting roughed up a little bit now they start getting dialed in wow why they feel comfortable why they're now they're in the fight now the reality of uh, of like hey this is where I'm at. This is my turf. This is my moment. This is my time. Now you start to feel good. Why? Now, now you're in the battle. And so sometimes all you need is a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, of the, uh, of the impact of it. But you're like, okay, that's all right. I, the, the God's with me. This is where I belong. This is my time. We can do this. this. This is my moment to seize this opportunity. So you don't need an angel to come down and say, defend, uh, defend against the lion. No, that's just what you do this is your your area it's coming to your area this, you deal with it but so you go from faith to faith first with the with the lion and then with the bear same thing with samson fought the lion first then later you see him, he kills a thousand men okay that's a lot greater than one lion a thousand armed men and then later kills 3000 all at one time wow crazy stuff faith 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 you see it escalating going up with well, david faith 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 lion Bear And then Goliath. Wow. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And again, again, here's David walking around with the army of Israel, and he hears Goliath doing his thing. And David takes the opportunity. And David never had the Holy Spirit speak to him and say, this is your opportunity. Thus saith the Lord, go and kill the giant, and I'll be with you my friends use your faith use your faith use your faith now this is something i heard from the lord when i was praying and getting my notes together studying the word for this message this is this is what i heard the holy spirit say to me to tell you that god the father will match you with opportunities that correspond with your faith level that look, 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 that's why you need to get off plateaus because God's got something greater for you. And if you're, if you're willing to extend your faith, develop your faith, use your faith, God's got something greater for you to accomplish. And the the Holy Spirit told me that God, the heavenly father will match you with opportunities that correspond with your faith level. That that's why David, I uh, didn't have a problem with Goliath. He's already done Uh, the thing with the lion. He killed it. He's already fought the bear and dispatched the bear. And he knows he can do the, he knows he can take down Goliath. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You need to be moving forward with your faith. Don't, don't, don't try to just hold on to yesterday's faith. Go into a new level. God's got something new for you. After all, after all, would you really want to be a student in third grade forever? well Pastor Stephen third grade was a good year for me and I had a really good teacher and I liked I I liked third grade because I could handle the math we were still doing seven plus eight equals 15 and hey you know I kind of like that but really staying in third grade forever don't you feel like you've got more in the tank than third grade capability yes yes Pastor Stephen I'm ready for 10th grade yes yes but when you're when you're You know 40 years old 50 years old aren't you ready for PhD level or beyond because even after you get a PhD that doesn't mean there's nothing else to learn Mm -mm -mm. but aren't you ready to master something in your field your area of expertise your calling and then you've done this and you sit back and you say yes it's been good look at what God has done and we give God the glory and now now We know that God could still do more, but he needs your faith. He needs you to say, yes, Lord, we can. And Lord, I'm willing to rise up and extend my faith. Lord, take me into a new territory. Lord, let's go to a new level. Let's do something that brings you great glory. Let's do it together. See that my friends is fearless faith. We're going to do it. Praise God we're going to go into new areas and do great things through the power of the Holy Spirit. God working through us as we agree with him and agree with this word. This is the journey of fearless faith. Romans 1:17 says that we go from faith to faith. And really what is going on there is the context of the Christian's method of living. Ah, elementary school, junior high, high school college even if you're not doing this naturally, you can do it spiritually. the path of God, the way that God takes you, always wanting to take you higher, exceedingly growing and increasing faith. God doesn't like stagnation. He doesn't like stagnation. I read another article by one of the world's leading astrophysicist and this person's brilliant. He's recognized by his peers as a genius and he and his team have come back with more evidence that gives validity of what Einstein thought all along which is that the universe is not only extending the universe is expanding at a mind-boggling rate it's increasing it's increasing That sounds just like God. There is no verse in the Bible that said He stopped. Oh, He rested on the seventh day and said it's good. He completed His work with planet Earth. But He's still extending the borders of the universe. Extension. God's still creating. Absolutely. Still creating. By by the way, you're, you're, you're supposed to be doing the same thing. Maybe not... Extending the edge of the universe, but extending the edge of your influence, extending the sphere of your impact. Glory to God! That's natural Christian living. That's the way you're supposed to live. That, but that's mind-boggling. The universe is not only expanding; it's expanding at a mind-boggling astronomical rate, getting larger, more star systems, more stars, more planets. Well, Pastor Stephen, don't we have enough? Pastor Stephen, don't we have enough? That It's not about don't we have enough. It's just about the nature of God. Ever increasing faith. Wow. Praise the Lord. What's that area that God wants you to extend in? What's that area that you realize, yeah, we can do more. We can go further. And we're going to. What is that? okay use your faith go there with God by faith before you even get there in the natural you can go there by faith you can see it you can visualize it you can pray into it you can prophesy over it you can decree into it thus says the Lord it shall come to pass you can prophesy your destiny my friends go to work on these things praise God lion bear Goliath Still, just the beginning. Well, after Goliath, Pastor Stephen, I guess David just retired and hung up his sword and said, "You know what? That's enough. I've made natural national history now. They're going to be talking about this for a long time. Let's call it a wrap." It was just the beginning. It was just the beginning of a man anointed with the increase of establishing God's kingdom on the earth. Wow! Just the beginning of military dominance through the nation of Israel and accomplishing the great work that God had called him to. Just the beginning, when you look back, lions and bears, small potatoes. One giant, small potatoes. Wow. Wow. They became giant killers. They they began to remove entire nations, driving them out Of the promised land that God says, this land is yours. I've already given it to you. Go take it. Praise God. And they took it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Take the promised land that God says, this is yours. How do you do it? You do it by ever increasing faith. Father, I pray for your people that they be inspired to take the promises that you say rightfully belong to them. Praise God that they contend with faith that they fight the good fight of faith that they engage the lion with the claws and the breath and the roar that they still engage and say this is my destiny you're going down for the glory of God they engage the bear that they engage the giant they keep moving keep moving keep moving until we go home to be with you in glory. Father, now we thank you. And then we're going to find out what's up with all of these star systems and galaxies. Oh, Father, we thank you. There's a plan for that as well. So, Father, we thank you. Ever-increasing faith. Ever-increasing faith. Fearless faith. Don't Don't be afraid to embrace the faith challenge that is presented before you. Hallelujah. You'll just think. I can do this. I can do this with God's grace, God's strength, God's help. Yes, I can do this. Uh, This is new for me. This is a new level for me, but I can do this. Get ready for you. You may meet it this week. That amazing opportunity, a door opens. And, uh, you know, see, here's the thing. God can open the door, but you're still going to have to go through it. And that's what you do by faith. That's really walking it out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be strong in faith fearless faith not only do it do it fearlessly praise God because God is for you hallelujah father bless your people bless your people let them use the faith they have they're stronger than what they know let them use their faith this week to go forward in Jesus name amen praise God hallelujah let's take holy communion today I believe that today and this week, you're going to find a way to move forward in God's plan for your life. You're going to see it, and you're like, this is what I'm supposed to do. We're moving towards it, moving towards it. And as you go, the doors open, you go right through. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this bread and this juice. We bless it. We consecrate it. This is now the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Please take communion with me. And Father, we just thank you that we can celebrate Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We thank you for your kingdom that is based upon faith principles that we believe and then we see. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you, oh, God, for doing great and mighty works in our lives, all for your glory. We thank you, Father God. We hold to your word. We hold to your promises. We meditate on them day and night. Father, we now receive the body of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's receive together. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that as we receive it by faith that we're moving off of plateaus and smoothly moving forward into the next level, the next phase of our destiny. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Let's receive the precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. My friends, go through the open doors. Use your faith. Use it. Use it. Use it. You realize it's so strong, and it gets stronger as you exercise it. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Speak to the mulberry tree. Command it to be moved. I mean, use your faith on all kinds of things. Speak to problems. Speak to challenges. Speak, use, work your faith. Praise God. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you back next week with Fearless Faith. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.